Ding, ding, da dong. Chit chat. Woo. Is that going to be the, the new jingle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone did ask me for synth once, and I just literally recorded my mouth going, ba, 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 placeholder. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally it. <laughs> Amazing. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined by Callum Stone of Placeholder. Now, I hope you liked the little uh, silly intro bit at the start. That was quite fun. I uh, just chucked recording on and uh, that came through with uh, Callum. So we decided to keep that in for no reason apart from it made me laugh a little bit. Um, and also for any regular listeners, you'll know that I've been off for two weeks. Um, both at work, I wasn't at work for a bit and I was podcasting. Nothing's wrong with me, fortunately. Well, that's debatable, but nothing wrong with me that made me not go to work. Um, I was actually in Mexico for 10 days uh, with my girlfriend and um, some of her family as well. Um, absolutely incredible trip. I'd say go on genuine chit chats and Instagram to see some of it. I went swimming with whale sharks, turtles, a few other cool things as well, um, which I did outline. I think some of the stuff I was going to do in my only solo pod that I did to, you know, just before I left as well. Um, but yeah, I'll go more into detail about that sort of tomfoolery at the end of this uh, podcast. So, um, you know, usual sort of stuff for any uh, people who are new. Uh, I'll chat for a little bit. Normally have a promo, then have the main chat. Then right at the end, when the chat's finished, it'll be um, me at the end to give more information what comes next. Um, this is part one. As the longer chats, I do generally try and split apart so they're within about an hour or so. Um, so yeah, that's this week is only going to be part one. Uh, part two will be out next week at the usual time. Um, and in this chat, it's not for anyone who only has an interest in sort of heavier music because that is the band that Callum is from. Um, he's from a band called Placeholder. But I've been good friends with Callum for... God, 15 years or something? No, 14 years or so. That sort of amount of time. So I've known him for a very long time. And um, yeah, we recorded this a few weeks ago before his EP was released of Placeholder. But I, I think we barely even talk about the EP, at least in this part. Um, we, we start talking about Stranger Things, but there's no spoilers. Don't worry about it. At that point, I hadn't seen season three and Callum had only just started it. So we just spoke about that a little bit. But there was no spoilers at all. And we then speak about Gaul uh, Callum's love for Gordon Ramsay um, before we speak about sort of lots of other music we like. Um, I think Billie Eilish is mentioned, the plot in you, a few things like that. Um, we then talk about sort of being recognized for our crafts, you know, podcasting and music, um, as well as CDs and streaming, how that kind of works into uh, music nowadays and things, um, and how a band has to be a little bit different with what they kind of go ahead with. Um, we do speak a little bit about the EP uh, then and sort of well, just a little bit about the EP and, and stuff like that. And then we talk about sort of bands that Callum's, or gigs that Callum's been organising and things like that. Um, then we talk about sort of supporting local bands and we speak about a story of mine where I met a band member. It wasn't anyone big. It was a band called Woe Is Me, which fair few, few people probably even recognize if they know the band issues it was what issues was before there were issues but yeah that's what's in part one um sorry for the ramble i'm getting back into podcasting i'm not doing it for two weeks and i've been a you know i only got back from mexico last week and i've been still busy this weekend i'm moving next week so it's very busy for me um but yeah so that's what's been that's what's going on in this episode um the promo will be played is by the american slacker podcast and um, we've been swapping promos with them for a while fantastic show definitely recommend you guys go check that out but that's about it from me now um so i'll talk to you guys after uh the chat with callum if any of you care to stay back and listen to see what's coming up in part two and that sort of thing and uh yeah, so, you know, thanks always for tuning in, guys, and I'll talk to you at the end. Hi, 
I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. So, like, what is American Slacker, I guess, right? The highest amount of dick jokes per episode per podcast. We've been on the air for 57 straight years. 57 straight years of dick jokes. Things constantly soaring over my head. And you pulling my chain and your weekly weird news. We're also cannabis friendly. We kind of sneak it in there, almost like you're lacing the brownies at the family reunion. It's a ride of your motherfucking life. Fucking 11 when there's only 10 on the dial. Weapons of mass destruction. It's a threat to society. Food assaults. Yeah, that happens too sometimes. An ostrich took a lit match into a fireworks factory. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. No, that's our third story. Oh my God. America, what are you doing? So is someone dumb getting fucked over. Well, you know, they should have never gave raccoons rights, in my opinion. <laughs> oh my God. You can help us. You can help everyone. Download our shit now. We're second America, America. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. What do you say? Oh, well. <laughs> Hello, Jackie. Hello, Jackie. I forgot to ask, have you been watching um, Stranger Things? Yeah. Because uh, I haven't started yet. I've seen the first three episodes. Because me and um, obviously me and Bradley start watching it, but I'm actually going to call him after this podcast and um, say to him, can I just watch it with Megan, please? Because I'm not seeing him for like three weeks because I'm so busy. But obviously every night me and Megan could just watch an episode. Yeah. And I've seen more memes for Stranger Things than like, obviously nothing's really out at the moment. Whereas like Stranger Things series one and two is like... I, I don't remember there being any spoilers. Not that anything really happened except someone at the end of series two. And there's no, like... I don't, I don't remember being much in the way of spoilers. Whereas now, I, I haven't seen any spoilers. I've started recording, by the way. Um, Have you? Oh, no. Yeah. YOLO. Do it all natural. But no, it's... <laughs> but it, it, it's one of those where I, I, everyone's posting about it. Like, I've seen, you know, that Simpson artist, that the guy who draws are really weird. He did a Stranger Things thing. Um, no, I haven't seen any spoilers yet, but like someone was saying Robin in it is like Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter or something and jasmine tagged me in it and i was like who the hell is this and she was like oh you haven't seen stranger things 3 yet sorry i was like what <laughs> well, that's been spo- i've managed to avoid spoilers I, th- I think i saw that simpson artist thing i yeah. think someone posted it today and I, was, I literally just i scrolled past it i saw it and i was like i don't want to know anything so i was like it might just be nothing but i just scrolled past it anyway but i think i do remember seeing it because yeah. i remember seeing all their heads really weird and i was like okay. yeah i saw like the version of dust in there like a really is it like a circle of their heads kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. The bottom? yeah i saw that today. yeah i saw that's why i saw it today as yeah. well i haven't actually been enamored by the first three episodes so far you haven't been no i think, I think it's been really slow but yeah. um i'm kind of hoping it gets better yeah so i remember kind of feeling similar about the second series i saw like i was kind of waiting for something to happen and then when it finished i was like i think i did enjoy that <laughs> um but i'm not sure the first season like i think it's just because the, th- the first season for me was so good I was watching the first season and I was actually like, everything happened. I was like, this is amazing. This is really good. And then the second season, yeah, like I said, I think it just breezed past. And I was kind of like, I, I think I enjoyed that quite a lot, but I'm not sure. <laughs> See, I, I've rewatched them recently because Megan hadn't seen them. So we we watched series one, two. She'd seen the first few episodes of series one, but she watched up to like episode four, which is basically, she stopped literally before everything starts to happen. How which I think start watching the first season and then stop? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The thing is, I thought series two was almost as good as series one. I just thought there's obviously that episode where she's with all those kids that is just so boring. Oh uh, yeah, when she goes away. I just thought the, the whole point of it was it was a lot better when you didn't really have a clue what was going on. Like you obviously you were following the story but like the whole point of it was like it was all mystery and like no one knew anything that was going on and then the second season it's kind of like 
I still don't know what's happening, but <laughs> I I know what's happening. Like I know I know weird stuff's coming. I know weird stuff's doing this. I know I think Will got possessed and whatever his name is. Yeah. So sort of like I know he's possessed. I know it's something to do with the upside down. And so sort of like I I have more of an idea now. So the mystery was less there for me. Yeah. That sounds really like silly because I've just said that explained it really badly so it's like yeah, I, I have no idea what's happening in the first season but I liked it I had no idea what's happening in the second season but I didn't like it what else have you been watching out of interest like um, I mean I've been watching every now and again I walk in on Soph watching Geordie Shaw or Love Island or something like that oh, and gross. then I turn around and walk out well, um, Megan used to watch Love Island before she met me and she says she's just not that interested in it anymore she, she has watched the odd episode and if she's listening to this she'll probably punch me when she sees me but <laughs> hopefully she won't listen to this one she doesn't listen to that many so hopefully this can be one that she won't listen to it's one of the secret ones yeah don't tell her that I'm in it she'll definitely listen to it <laughs> but it's like she was she doesn't watch it anymore and I like to put that to myself and congratulate myself for doing that because <laughs> showing I want to clarify I'm joking but like we've been watching so many other cool things it's like the problem is I find with Love Island and things like that is I don't have an issue with anyone watching it because everyone should be allowed to watch whatever the fuck they want you know me having tattoos of Star Wars on my arm is probably a lot lamer than watching Love Island but it's like what I just don't understand with people is the same as soap operas is why would you choose to watch Love Island or EastEnders when you have literally anything else like there are so many amazing shows that are out at the moment that you could watch that are heartbreaking or this or you can watch documentaries if you want something real or you can watch like a a a tv series like love or dead to me or something like that which are okay but they're kind of like rom-com-y sort of series you you have all these varieties of like anything you could possibly want on amazon uh now tv and uh, netflix between the three of them you're gonna have like countless hours of tv shows to watch and I know not everyone has all of those, but most people know someone who knows someone. You know, I've got my mum's Amazon and my, she's got my Netflix and I've got her Netflix, but we've got Megan's mum's now TV, so we've basically got it all. But I just don't understand. Why Why would anyone want to spend... It's also with a fucking Love Island that annoys me. This It sounds like I'm getting so This is going to get a big work up on Love Island I know, I know, I know. And I'm saying that it doesn't annoy me that much, and it, it kind of doesn't, but it kind of does. It's Deep more, down it does. It does... It's more so because you have to spend... It's on like four or five nights a week for like an hour a time. And I'm like, Game of Thrones is like one to two hours a week for... Obviously, it's finished now for like eight weeks. And that's a lot of commitment. But this is like madness. It's like I'm a celebrity. It's like, oh yeah, every night for one hour plus an extra hour of bonus unseen stuff. And you're like, what? So there's fucking eight hours in a working week of this one thing. That's more than a day at work. <laughs> Why would you want to spend that kind of time watching loads of idiots on an island with this half-simulated love stories going on? Well, every now and again they fuck, don't they? I think. <laughs> if you don't get to see it. Yeah, if there was but... like porn in it, I'd be like, I can kind of see the appeal. You know, watch these probably very attractive and very fake people having sex. Okay. But you don't. It's no. like you get to hear all the bullshit first and don't actually get to see anything. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's bad. I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> it's very bad. Um, to be fair, I don't think I've watched anything else. Um, like I said, I started Stranger Things. I can't remember what I was watching before that. You've seen Love, Death and Robots? No. I know. That's the... um. That's the series of short ones, isn't it? Yeah, I was sceptical, but I, I've actually watched a few of them and they are really cool. I've heard it's really good. They're basically glorified YouTube videos, but they're basically YouTube videos made with a huge budget. I think at the moment, me and Soph just can't stop watching Gordon Ramsay. It was, <laughs> it was an obsession that started a couple of months ago and it's not, it's bad. It's got really out of hand. I'm not, I'm not lying. We've seen it all. Every kitchen nightmares, every hotel, hotel hell. That's sick, mate. It's hotel so good. hell? Yeah, he Is goes, like a hotel kitchen? He go, yeah, he goes around hotels and like tells them how shit they are. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, he walks in like he's. Oh, yeah, he gets black lights on the beds and stuff, and you see like proper dirty stains. It's horrible. It's horrible, but he's good. He like lays into him. Oh, I love Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I think I'm the only person who. who I don't have a problem with Gordon Ramsay, but like, 
Megan watches loads of Gordon Ramsay. Jasmine and Reese watch loads of Gordon Ramsay. I think Nikki watches loads of it, and people at work watch it. And it's like, it's, it's one of those things where I haven't got a problem with it. And I've seen quite a bit of Kitchen Nightmares because obviously I live on planet Earth in the first world. So I've seen what Gordon Ramsay does over the 25 years I've been here. And it's like, I, I do get it. And I think it is very entertaining because you get all, you get the food programmy stuff and you get drama, but you also get s- some blokes shouting in people's faces. Oh, yeah. Which is always fun to watch. Hell's Kitchen's the best. Oh, the stuff he says to the teams is unbelievable. I love it. It's a really unhealthy obsession at the moment. It's bad. How do you watch them all then? Like, uh, in any the- means necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume, so- without delving too deep to make you illegal, um, I assume some of the things you just have to stream online because they're US only. But- oh, yeah. There's two seasons of Hell's Kitchen on Netflix. Two exactly at the moment, I think. There may be some more. Hell's Kitchen is on, yeah, that's on Netflix. Um, there's loads of um, Kitchen Nightmares on, what's it on? It's going to annoy me now. I'm going to say now TV, but I'm not sure. No, Channel 4. There's loads of Kitchen Nightmares on of Channel course, 4. Of course, all 4, um, BBC iPlay, all that sort of jazz. Yeah, there's, and there's, that's what Hotel Hell Hell's on as well. And yeah. that's, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Hotel Hell does sound like the most appealing one for me because I, I have often thought about take, when I go and stay in places using a black light, just, but I was thinking, if I do that, I will probably just freak myself out yeah, and you'll be the guy who's walking around a hotel with a black light. Yeah, that's which probably concern them more than anything else. <laughs> What's he doing? Is that Michael genuine chit chat? Have you have interest? Have you um? Obviously, I'll say in the intro who you are and things and how we know each other and you're in the very early episode. But like, have you actually had anyone recognise you from being in a band when not at a show? Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. Um. I assume you get like random people from school or whatever, like who you are walking in town and then they go, oh my God, Callum, I haven't seen you in ages. I've checked out that band. I I have at parties and meetups and stuff like that. Like, but usually they're kind of friend of friends. I haven't necessarily met them, be like, oh yeah, you're from Place Order. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is me. I'm surprised you know of us. And he's like, yeah, you're terrible. Um, (laughs) No, I have been recognized before. I've, I've been recognized at other band shows, if that counts. So like, if we're not playing, um, I'll just turn up to a show and someone will be like, oh, you're from Place Order and stuff like that. And that's cool. Yeah, that must be nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. <laughs> that's, the Usually they walk eyes. away swiftly after and it's just sort of like, hey, he's, he's going to tell his friends that I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things with, like, obviously no one's recognised me from doing genuine chit chat because I think almost all, I think about... No one sees your face. <laughs> well, that is a big part of it. Like, unless people follow me on Instagram, you won't really see photos of me um, or the occasional thing on Facebook as in the genuine chit chat page. But it's like, I think a lot of the people who listen to my show are other podcasters. So it's it's like, that's one part of it. But I think about 70% of my listeners now are from America. And I think the problem is, is when I normally remember to post on Instagram, I do it at like 10 or 11 at night. And I think a lot of people are in bed by then, but everyone in America is getting home from work and stuff or on their lunch break, depending on where they are in America. So Alvin, do you, obviously you, have, you're on Spotify. Do people still buy stuff on iTunes? Like, have you had any buys of, like obviously when Grey came out. We had a few buys of Grey, like, we sold a fair few copies of Grey. Um, I don't think we sold anything of the new ones, but I mean, like, no one buys singles anymore. Like, this no. is, there's just no point. Um, I can't see us selling many copies. Of the, we might sell some physical copies of the um, CD when it comes out. Yeah. But I can't see us selling many online anymore. No one ever does. Everyone just streams. Well, that's the thing. And also, a lot of cars now, like, um, don't have proper CD players or, like, my CD player in my car, it doesn't... This is this is back from my job when I worked at, like, Wizbit and stuff. Um, there's two kinds of CDs. There's replicated or duplicated. Now, duplicated, you put it in a CD. You put it in like a standard uh, DVD drive or CD drive, like in your computer. They're the ones you can make at home. And you can see when they're duplicated because a lot more. Because um, on a disc, there'll be like a line. And on the inside of the line, it'd be lighter. On the outside of the line, it'd be slightly darker. And it's, it's, it's kind of subtle. But 
if you get them replicated, that's like an actual press. So it's like the difference is one's like a laser burning the basically minuscule ones and zeros of data into the disk, and the other one's like pressing it. And to get them replicated, you need to do copies of like a thousand plus, like, and it costs a lot more money to do. But that's what all the big bands and stuff do. But a lot of car CD players will only play replicated. So if you make a hundred CDs um, either in your house or you get like a CD production company to do it, and they don't do it replicated, which they almost certainly wouldn't, because cost a fortune to make another master disc for replication is like hundred plus quid by itself. And it's like my car. If I buy if I buy CDs from bands at shows, which I like to try and do now, because normally it's only a couple of quid. Like I went to um, I went and saw Tech Nine in Bristol a little while ago, and a guy supported him with Shadow, and I've got a podcast recorded with him that I'll be releasing soon. And other people in the crowd were selling CDs. And he, they had like their phones with them and had the music on whatever. And he, one of them played me a song and it was absolutely amazing. So I bought the CD, I put it in my car and it doesn't work. <laughs> and I, and he hasn't got any real music online. So I can't find any of his stuff anywhere except on the CD. And my new laptop doesn't have a CD player, CD drive. <laughs> Brilliant. So it's like, I bought this new laptop for the, like, the podcasting and I thought I got everything right. I was like, well, I've got two USB slots. I've got, you know, this, I've got that. I've got HDMI port, but it doesn't have a CD drive. And I didn't even think about it. Like yeah. it didn't even cross my mind. And it's now like CDs are just dying. And yep. now it's all about Spotify. And the reason I was going to segue into Spotify was can you see how many people from like across the world actually listen to your stuff through Spotify? Yeah, we can on Spotify for artists. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunately something I don't know though. Um, last time I checked, I want to say it was a, it was a little bit diverse. Where our stuff um, on Dreambound, um, that kind of flitters it to a lot of Europe and stuff like that. Mm. So we'll have like some flitted about across Europe and there's a couple of Americans, but I think the majority is still the UK. Yeah. Um, we don't actually have obviously that many followers. I've got no idea where all of our own views on like YouTube come from. Um, I probably should have checked before I like, came on it really. I don't matter. But I'm pretty sure um, that kind of, that again, that's like kind of just from all over the place really. Yeah. Cause you had your first EP, which was out, um, it was about what? It was when you came on the podcast before. So it was about two-ish years ago, wasn't it? Um, I think it was the very start of 2018 we released that. I can't yeah. remember if that's when we released the single or if that's when we released the EP. I want to say it's when we released the EP. Yeah. I think it was literally the 1st of January 2018. Yeah. I should really remember stuff like this. I'm terrible. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it, you know. But it, the thing is, what I was thinking about is, obviously, on YouTube, you've got like 15 plus thousand on Relief. Is that right? On YouTube? Yeah. Um, I know. I think Relief's your most favorite. Yeah, no, Relief's got about twenty five, twenty six. I think. Oh, nice. Twenty six thousand. Cement's what about five, ten? Yeah, Cement's not very many. Cement's about five, and yeah. then the new ones are doing quite a lot better. To be fair. Yeah. Um, but we released the first new one on our own channel rather than going for a different channel. Um, so we'd like because we wanted to see how well it do, and it has done pretty well. To be fair, I think it's on thirteen at the moment. Yeah. Um, and the second single only came out the other day. Um, that's on about eight and a half, nine at the moment. Yeah, well, that was through Dreambound, wasn't it? You're not allowed to sneeze. Excuse me, sorry. No, no, you're I not sneeze. To no, you're not allowed. Okay, sorry. Um, no, just start the whole podcast. Yeah, now. okay, well, let's rewind and go back <laughs> and do that again. Um, yeah, one of the singles has got... Um, yeah, so the first two of the new ones are doing pretty well. But, well, when this comes out, the new single's already out, but we've got some more singles coming up soon, so hopefully they'll do the same. So your new EP, how many tracks is there on there? Because obviously Grey, there was five. Uh, there's five on this one. We actually had seven tracks done for it, but... Um, we decided that the five that we're using, they fit together like better on an EP. The other yeah. two tracks are, um, we like them. They're really good, but I mean, we don't think they fit quite as well. 
Are they are they already recorded? They're already recorded. They're finished. They're basically ready to go. Um, so you can release the EP then as like the five tracks, and then like between this EP and whatever you end up doing after this, you may have like a couple of promo singles. Coming. Yeah, we haven't decided like what we're gonna do. They will be released. We haven't decided what we're gonna. Do. We might do a fearless records and do like a um, deluxe copy of our EP <laughs> as soon as like at least four people have bought it. So those four people have to buy it again just to get those two extra tracks. We might do that. But um, the band are gonna have a go at me if they listen to this thing and be like, "Yeah, you shouldn't tell anyone about the two other tracks." It's like. Don't matter, does it? <laughs> well, there's not we really have new content. Well, the thing is, it was like Slipknot. Um, you know, they got their album coming out at some point, allegedly. Um, but they said they, like, I think it was last year, they were like, "We've got you know thirty-eight tracks written or something ridiculous." We're thinking about doing a double album, and now they're not doing a double album. So it's like, okay, well, either all those tracks are shit, or you're just going to release another album quite soon after. And it's like, what's what's anyone going to do knowing you have other tracks written? How dare you not release them? Yeah. You're a small inside band. You're not spending all your money releasing everything immediately. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. We don't know what we're going to do with the new tracks yet. I mean, ideally, if, if it was down to me, I'd probably try and find another band to do a split EP with. Because mm. um, I think a lot of bands are doing that these days because it, it does kind of help to put two fan bases together. Mm, yeah, I know Knox Loose, they did a split EP with some other random band, but that was quite early on and both of the tracks and more. They're not that great. I mean, I really like Knox Loose as a band, but... Yeah, yeah I really like their album. Um, I, I, I quite like the new songs they did. Um, yeah. They released... Was it... Was the, it's, was the split EP with the, where they did three new songs and then... The the split EP was it was before the album I think. Oh, okay, it was, nothing it was, the same thing. I know they'd released three quite recently, and I thought they were pretty four, good. They released four now, have they? Yeah, they released. Um, There's the three that they released, which was Mistakes Like Fractures and the Sling of the Arrows or something, which is a cover, and then All My Friends, and then they released and Still I Wonder, but the and Still I Wonder singles also got Mistakes Like Fractures on there. Which is really annoying because I just want them all on one. I just want to listen to the four of them, but I can't. I have to. But the cover they did of Slings Like Arrows or whatever it is, is is really, really good. Yeah, I remember listening through to them and I thought they were pretty good. Problem is I found that fine now with Spotify and things like that. And I don't know if you find this both in your listening or in general as being an artist. is like, it sounds so posh calling you an artist. It is. Um, <laughs> well, we've been mates like 15 years. So, you know, knew you when you're like 11. <laughs> so Still allowed to feel posh. Yeah, try it. Just, you're drinking a beer can, you have to have your little finger up. That's how you do it. Hello. No one can see me. They don't <laughs> no, know don't. It's pointless. No one it? can see that happening. No, no one knows we're both stark bark naked either. So it's uh, it's quite fun. It's quite we were keeping that under wraps. <laughs> but with, with singles and things though, like, what well, kind of annoys me a little bit. It seems like everything annoys me today, seemingly. I just can't think of anything else to describe what Yeah, I'm before we even started doing this, we were moaning for about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we can't put that in there, so let's just... Yeah. Um, with the singles, though, like, one thing I get is, like, if a band releases a single and I love it, one of two things happens. Either I'll listen to it, I go, I love that. I'm going to wait for the album to come out. Or I go, I'm going to listen to that loads. And then I listen to it so much, I absolutely fucking hate it by the time the album comes out. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you listen to the album and it's like, if it's an EP, then it's even worse because you have to release singles to make yourself popular because people don't buy albums or like EPs anymore. But I find it with, you know, Knocked Loose. I'm not listening to their stuff as much because I'm I'm holding myself back because I don't want to just ruin the next, you know, the three or four songs they released. And then when yeah. there was the album, they're the songs that are really overplayed. Yeah. Is that, do you find that much when you're listening to like stuff? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like... It depends how obsessed I get with it. Like certain songs will come out, and I'll be like, "Right, I love that." No, I won't listen to it. The next day, I like get in the car, and I'm like, "I'm gonna listen to this." <laughs> I end up putting it on, and I just, I do end up just playing songs to death. Some songs I get bored of, some songs I don't. Like I, I have a big thing where I listen to a song loads, and then I will just ditch it, and then it'll be a couple of months later, I'll just suddenly come back to it, 
and then I'll appreciate it uh, quite a lot still. Um, I do that with albums. I don't always listen to albums as soon as they come out. Sometimes I'll be looking forward to an album for ages. It'll come out and I'm just like, I don't have time to listen to it. So I just don't listen to it. And then later on, I'll listen to that single again. I'll be like, oh yeah, there's new albums here as well. I forgot about that. And then I'll listen to that album. I'm like, oh, I really like that. So yeah, I'm really funny with music. It depends. Like, cause I get, I go through stages where I've got loads of time to listen to music. And then I go through like stages where I'm really busy with other things. And then I'm also really busy with the band. And the last thing I want to do, especially metal, so I, sh- I don't want to listen to metal music now, especially if we've been on tour or we've been playing loads of gigs recently, anything like that, or we've been writing or anything to do with the band, basically. So like, I just don't want to hear metal at the moment because I've heard my own metal songs now so many times. It's like, I want something else to listen to. What, what are you listening to at the moment? <laughs> um, well, Let's do the embarrassing Spotify check. I, to be honest, I often, people go, hey, what music do you listen to? And I go, you know, I have to give them the example of, well, I like Slipknot and I like Sia. I like Tech 9 and I like this. <laughs> yeah. I forgot how bad the new Spotify app is. It's really doing my head in. Have you got, um, oh, has it been, have yours, has yours now updated to? Yeah, the mine's most? updated to the thing where it doesn't basically show you anything. That's basically your Spotify now. Oh, just, yeah. Well, you, you guys are delayed because um, obviously I've still got an iPhone and um, I got that update ages ago like three months ago and i was moaning about it because obviously it's basically for podcast integration because spotify bought uh gimlet media and a few other podcasting places i've i've seen podcasts come up it keeps throwing sean smith's podcast in my face podcast <laughs> podcast um yeah it's called sappin podcast with uh, sean smith which... unfortunately i'm only subscribed to two podcasts on my spotify because i don't actually listen to music to podcasts on spotify i use an app called overcast because it's got loads of little features like smart speed when there's gaps between people talking it shortens them mm. but I do, on Spotify, I'm literally subscribed to Genuine Chit Chat <laughs> and um, We Fix Space Junk. And the only reason I'm on We Fix Space Junk is because um, I think one episode came out when I was out, not connected to Wi-Fi, so I just streamed it. Whereas it, it's a bit of Spotify, I think it's it doesn't take up as much data to stream it as it does on like Overcast. So um, I recently played um, is Big Mix, which is just a big playlist of mine, so that's pretty good. Um, uh, Rendered World by Messengers. It's a good album. Uh, I've been listening to loads of Standard Lag. I bet you don't know who Stand Atlantic are. Standard Atlantic. Stand Atlantic. What's up with all these bands? Atlantic. I swear there's an ocean. There's a being as an ocean. It's just a good word for a band name, isn't it? Atlantic. It's like, oh yeah, it's so American. People love that. (laughs) Um, They're a pop punk band. They're really good. There's another Messengers album. Apparently I like the Messengers. Um, I've gone back to Alien Ant Farm recently. Oh yeah. God damn. Uh, Plot and You. I love Plot and You. Oh, what their their new app is Dispose? Uh, yes, I want to say it's called Dispose, or it's got something with Dispose in it. I just can't remember the title. Um, yeah, because I know what it looks like it's a woman wearing like a, a Liberty hat. Yeah, thing. that's yeah, it's Dispose. Yeah, that's the only album I actually like. I don't like their old stuff, but I think the new album's amazing. Um, I think the new album's really good, but I I listened to some of their older stuff because they got. I think the album before it was got like a peach with barbed wire around it, and I was like, they've got quite a few albums. Like they've been going a lot longer than I thought they had. Because I I only really got into them when they did. Everyone was I loads of my friends were like, oh man, they've had this massive genre change. I was like. It's not a genre change to me because I don't know what they were like before. So it's <laughs> just what, it's just a think. change. It's just a band. Um, it just sounds quite bring me ish. Like yeah, it was definitely like get on board with the whole bring me. Um, what's their album called? Um, what the new one? No, the one before. Uh, that's the spirit. That's it. The the genre change. The, the big change. Um, it was definitely a jump on board with that. But I, to be fair, I think it's really good, and it's it's kind of the heavy that that's the spirit didn't have that I like. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it kind of still had like the nice heavy bits in that I really liked. Have you just known any of his solo stuff? Who's solo stuff? Uh, the singer of Plot and You. Didn't know he had solo stuff. Well, it's called Land on Towers. So it's L-A-N-D-O-N space T-E-W-E-R-S. And I don't know if that's his real name, but he's basically got, he's got like three or four EPs or something on his solo stuff. And half of it is acoustic stuff, 
which is quite chill, but it's it's kind of aggressive acoustic in a way. It, it's some of them are really really good. Um, and his other stuff, he's got two EPs out there called AI Nine Forty, I think it is, and they're basically it's uh it's concept EPs about an artificial about a robot who comes to who's alive and becomes self aware and then murders like everyone like loads of humans and then the end of the first EP he kills a baby. And then he starts going mental from it. And then the second EP, he has this big revelation. And then he realizes he's done loads of stuff wrong. And he saves this human child. This and sounds then really overcomplicated. It's very, very convoluted. And I've listened to it a lot of times. But it is unbelievably heavy. It's way heavier than like almost anything I've listened to. Like Really? It's And it's his solo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, he does like pig, squ- not pig screen. Oh, what's it? Gutter rules. There's a few gutter rules in it. And it's really, really aggressive. And it was, I was into only, I made a playlist of just the first and two, first and second album because they're really, really good. And it's like better than anything I think he's done. Um, I have to check it out. Yeah, it, it's really, really cool. But um, I need to double check because it is Landon. Yeah, London 2 is. Um, yeah, Don't You and Need to Change are his two big songs that I really like from... Oh, he's got an album called Dynamite. Oh, well, he's got loads of albums on his solo stuff. Christ. He's got two albums, Dynamite and Dead Kid. And then he's got, like, yeah, the AI640 he released in 2015, and then he released part two in 2017. Sounds like a big guy. Big, big guy? Busy guy. Well, like, he's, got, he's got all that. They're all singles and stuff, and EPs, and then there's two albums. Yeah, it was the, the Dynamite With album. the plot and new stuff, it must be busy. Yeah, the Sick Obsession, Need to Change. They're, they're the two um, songs that I really like from Dynamite, and they're quite... Acoustic-y. The rest of my list of recently played is ridiculous. It literally goes Lewis Capaldi, Mongol Horde, Lotus Eater, the 1975. <laughs> so she's like the opposite end of the spectrum, is that? Well, exactly. I mean, with my new music, um, I've actually been listening to, because like, I was like, I really fancy this is something new. And then I scroll down on my albums and past about four of them, it just becomes stuff that I've listened to ages ago that I just downloaded recently. So it's like, I've been listening to, obviously Post Malone's got his new song, which isn't bad. Um, there's an artist called Vinyl Theatre that I really like, I've been listening to. I did that thing I downloaded King 810's new album and I just haven't listened to it at all because I really just don't fancy listening to them but I think I will at some point it's rare that I fancy listening to King 810 <laughs> yeah same I, I kind of want to I don't dislike them it's just like it's 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 just a little bit far away from the kind of heavier like I think it's the vocals that put me off but um, I don't think they're bad no no I really like them I mean I think their first album which had like Kill em All and uh, Kill em All so ridiculous yeah Kill em All's like brutal as fuck but it's like you got kill them all don't worry you can open it you don't have to be quiet i wasn't trying to be quiet i, I couldn't open it that was the, that was the issue <laughs> i can see you looking to say something it's like the issue is i can't open it did you have a fingernails yeah well you don't need a fingernail do you there you go see i did it for anyone who doesn't know for anyone who didn't hear the yeah of the beer i did it all by myself nicely done it's like i've been listening to I listen to a lot of Billie Eilish, but I imagine you hate Billie Eilish. I absolutely love Billie Eilish. Really? It's not Eilish, it's Eilish. How dare you say I Eilish? I don't know. It's don't, Eilish. I've I, never I, heard anyone say her name. She was one of the reasons I actually wanted to go to Reading. Like, yeah, I absolutely she's love Reading. Billie Eilish. Yeah, she's at Reading. She's um, on the... Um, she's oh. headlining the second stage. No, she's main support on the second stage. Why did you tell me that? Because it was already... What was it? Post Malone, 21 Pilots, Billie Eilish... It was 1975 there, was it? 1975, headline on the Friday, and then Foo Fires on the Sunday. God, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't even like, like, I'm not that much of a fan of those sorts of, uh, like, Reading is normally, I look at it and go, I really like the look of that, but, man, so it's Billy Eilish. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought, have you heard her, her album before uh, the newest one? It's not actually a full album, is it? Isn't it, it it's it, like eight songs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's shorter, and it's the problem is I found I listened to it, and it's got one song called Copycat that's brilliant, but it sounds just like Melanie Martinez, and then the rest of the songs just sound they're right. But her new album's incredible. I listened to it through because of um, my girlfriend; she absolutely loves her. Yeah. Um, 
and like she's like put them on in the car and stuff like that loads of times. So I've kind of heard everything she's done. Yeah. But no, it, it's the new album that like um I found really good. Like it's just very very different. That's how I found. Sam Carter is actually a massive fan of it as well. Architects. That doesn't surprise me. I think um, Billy has got like it's dark pop, isn't it? It's kind of that sort of not the problem is with a lot of pop music these days is how smooth it is. Is like it's just so clean and smooth and nothing wrong with it. Whereas that album, there's a song on there called uh, "Bury a Friend" that I love. And it's the lyrics are really dark. Yeah, like, Barry Friends really good. Yeah, I love that album. I was I was doing some uh, graphic designing for uh, Catherine. I was doing um, I was editing, I was creating a logo for her, and uh, Billy Eilish kept getting recommended to me, and I was really not f- feeling it. And then I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll give it like a proper listen. And I listened to the whole album once, and I was like, that was really interesting. I'm gonna listen again. And I listened like two more times. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. All I listened to for like a month. It is really good. It's so different. Um, there's a what's it? I I really like Lewis Capaldi, but um, he's I've heard a few people mention him. He's really good. He's done a cover of when I want to say is this song called When the Party's Over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song is called that. Um, he's done a cover of that and it is absolutely amazing. It's really? so so good. Um, I'd almost go as far as say it's a bit better than Billy Eilish's version, but oh, well, that's I don't know. <laughs> they're a both, bold they're, statement. No, they're both very good for different reasons. Like Lewis Capaldi's got like a really, really powerful voice. He's like he's like an acoustic artist. Like imagine Ed Sheeran, yeah, but with a really, really powerful voice and a, a bit less poppy, more yeah. like sad, lonely mum kind of music. <laughs> My mum really likes Lewis Capaldi. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he even admits like he calls himself the Scottish Beyonce and admits that his music is for like um, sad lonely mums is he the one that he went on stage at one of the festivals recently dressed as Noel Gallagher yeah because yeah. Noel Gallagher said who the fuck even is he yeah. sort of thing yeah so he came out to who um, here comes the money dressed as um, Noel Gallagher's brother Liam Gallagher yeah and his shirt had a massive heart with Noel Gallagher in the middle of it <laughs> it was classic he's really funny like this he's I'm surprised you haven't heard more about him from like the stuff he puts on his Instagram and stuff well, like I've that. I've heard bits about him. I know of him. Like, he's just know. ridiculously funny. He doesn't seem to give a shit about anything. Mm. But he's also like he comes across like a really nice guy. So it's like, it's like a journey sort of. I sound like I'm really fanboying over um, Lewis Capaldi. Is like I've never met the guy. It's just, it sounds like <laughs> that's our next like, collaboration. He's, 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 surprise. He's a really good guy. Like I've known him for a long time now. Like me and him are really close. <laughs> well, it's like Scroobius Pip. He's like good mates with Ed Sheeran. Like he's he's actually proper mates with him, and it's like. Like, that's what I'm hoping with you. You can become big and famous, you know. Once you'll do all this hardcore stuff, and then you'll get to 30 ish and you'll go, fuck it, I'm going to try being a singer songwriter solo. And then you'll absolutely blow up, and then I'll be <laughs> like best mates with someone who's really, really famous. And I can do what H3H3 did with Post Malone and kind of ride the wave. Not that H3H3 isn't talented or anything, but like. I'm going to tell you now just to sort of like. Not, not build not build your hopes <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean it's, it's almost like someone hoping that I'm going to become famous in podcasting which is very unlikely never know what the future holds well, I hope well it, except death <laughs> potentially let's try and avoid that not not, not trying to avoid talking about can't that can't avoid death trying to avoid death I can really try it's not going to work but I can try my best I can feel it coming for me Death sweet embrace. Is that because you're feel drinking cancer beer? coming for me? <laughs> you're smoking a vape and drinking beer. You're not exactly exactly. That's what I said. I can feel cancer coming for me. <laughs> it's creeping up on me. It, it, it's just one of those things where, like, we've we were talking about it slightly before recording, um, but like the the thing is with our generation, you know, uh, with Spotify coming in, obviously podcasting wouldn't it could only really exist in this format anyway. So I'm I'm really the like wrong. I'm in the wrong media to even be complaining, but it's like, essentially you have to either grind at it for so long that you pick up enough traction from just being there to eventually uh, get your break, 
Or you do what Royal Blood did, which is just come out the gates running, get really fucking lucky, and then explode. I, mean, I think we mm. spoke about that on the last one, didn't we? Where I think probably I, I, can't, I can't remember, remember anything. I didn't listen back to it. I know we spoke about things. Was that was that the Royal Blood thing? I think I spoke with I spoke with Dan. You know, Leah's uh, partner. He came on the podcast, and we were talking about music for a bit, and we were saying how it's like. I think I mentioned you, and we were talking how you and I have spoken before about how, like, if, if Ollie Sykes went on stage at Bring Me the Horizon and he was wearing a plate on the top, like, you would go overnight from being you know, like a small local hardcore band to like, at, like probably like Royal Blood level, where you'd be selling out joiners things like that like immediately. And once enough people sort of heard you over the coming months, you would eventually just explode. Mm, and it's maybe. like, what's that? What I say about podcasting is like. Obviously, he's the biggest one, but it's like Joe Rogan. Like, if Joe Rogan literally mentioned genuine chit chat in any of his podcasts, my my listener thing would probably like go up a hundredfold. Yeah, but you know, I don't know anyone famous, so no, I know. I keep like slyly trying to message like models and stuff like that, just random little things. It's just sort of like, oh, I noticed this, or oh, so this person's like stalking you and something like that. Oh, I I remember I messaged one. I'm not going to say the name because it's really embarrassing, but um, I messaged one because I know, I know someone's catfishing her account. Yeah, and I was just like, this person's catfishing your account. So I wonder if she'll say thank you. I was like, please share my band. <laughs> but um, it didn't actually work because she didn't message me back. I felt really alone that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I just did you a favor. <laughs> I, I kind of get like that. I don't, there's a podcaster who, um, I, I won't say anything about them, but like, um, I listened to one of their episodes and their episode, it got to a certain point, uh, like halfway through the, no, like two thirds through the episode. And then it just stops. And then... The it's like a five minute silence. Then the outro music plays and his outro, and then it's like another five minutes, and then no, then it's like another twenty minutes or something. It's like a really long period of time, and then the third other third of the chat starts, and I I let them know. I, I messaged them. I was like, oh, by the way, there's this. They didn't thank me or anything. They didn't say anything. Didn't just look to the message, and I'm just <laughs> like. Like, I didn't have to tell you. Like, I said to him specifically, oh, at this point at the thing, it becomes this, it does Like, I didn't have to tell you. Like, I could have just left you and you could have had a shit episode out. Like, <laughs> I, I don't expect to be fucking hailed on a golden pedestal. I just expect literally typing, you know, six words. You know, six words, six letters. T-H-A-N-K-S. That's all you've got to do. <laughs> literally just as, like, even a sentence is great. It's just sort of like, oh, thank you. I'll sort it. It's like, all right. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, cool. I feel gratified. And out of interest, obviously, we're talking about you being in the band and stuff. You started doing, like, um, putting shows together where you're not playing. Like, what? why? I mean, <laughs> not like, why are you doing that? You shouldn't. But out of money. interest. <laughs> Everything is for money. Do you actually get paid for um, it? Well, yeah, if you promote a show, um, you pay... You, you have to say how much, but I assume it's like... Well, it varies. Like, you... Yeah. you um, you have to pay, obviously, like the sound guy, whatever the venue hire is, mm. and all the sort of bits and pieces, and however much you've agreed to pay, like the headliners or, excuse me, any of the other bands, um, and then anything I should bring in is basically yours. Um, yeah. How many have you done? Is it two or three? Um, not many. I, th- I think I've done, I've done a couple by myself, and I've done the most recent one I did with um, Josh from our Hollow at Home. Yeah. Um, we put on MTXS at Suburbia, which was pretty good, to be fair. It, um, we didn't sell as many tickets obviously as we were hoping to but um i think it was kind of like we we kind of struggled last minute really with bands um it's kind of getting hard to book like so many bands are playing and like so many bands are all supporting these certain bands that everyone's just kind of playing shows every month or two and it's like it's hard to get bands that are going to pull loads of people especially yeah. if the headliners are from quite far away or don't have a particularly big pool in southampton at the moment but i'm not putting on shows anywhere else so every show i put on is in southampton yeah so i'm kind of you end up working with the same pool of bands like over and over again. And it's like, you've got to, you've got to kind of pick which is going to fit which and which haven't played in a while at the same time as well, which starts to get hard. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the ba- I won't say the ba- band's name just for courtesy of the band because I don't want them to listen to this and feel like we're talking shit about them. But there's that band that we spoke about that like played every show in Bournemouth for like a year and it was just constant. Oh, yeah, I know. And it was, about, it was yeah. just like every single show you go to and it's just them. And it's like, I haven't got a problem, I haven't got a problem with that band, but they weren't so excellent that it's like, they're so good that it's, they deserve to be the, the support. Like if, if they had like a young, I don't know, Royal Blood, I'll just use that as a good example. If they had like basically Royal Blood, it'd be amazing and playing every show, but they're not that good. So it's like, they're not bad, but they're not so good they should be playing every show. And I imagine you find that a lot of promoters and stuff probably have like favourites as well. Uh, the, whole, the whole promoter issue is 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 irritating. Like I can't slag off promoters because there are there are so many promoters around who are really really good. Yeah. But there are certain promoters as well who I like. I just think are bad. Certain promoters just put on the same bands at every show all the time, and then they wonder why no one turns up to the shows. And it's like <laughs> well, it's because it's the same lineup as a couple of days ago. It's like mm. a couple of days ago is obviously a huge. Um, overstatement yeah. like it's not quite that bad but yeah certain promoters do just pick the same bands for the same cities all the time and it's just it's just there's just no point in doing it it's a bit hypocritical of me because we play Southampton too much I know placeholder plays Southampton too much we kind of stopped now like we haven't we've, we haven't played too much recently but um Last year, especially, we yeah, we were definitely just playing Southampton too much. Well, that was the problem because obviously, um, obviously, I'm a mate of yours and the other members of the band primarily, but like. I really like seeing you guys live, but and I, I want to see you as much as I can. I want to support you as much as I can. Obviously, when you're in Decipher and in the first year or so placeholder, I was a, I'd probably say like 90, 95% of all the shows. But then obviously, while I've been doing podcasting and I've been getting busy with that and obviously I've got the girlfriend and like doing other things, I try and come out and see you, but there was a point where you were, I think there's like a month or two where you played about seven shows. I think it was like, it, it was something like that. It was like, it was, it was probably during a tour or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I don't, we don't play, we talk, we, we definitely haven't played Southampton more than once a month. Like, cause we, no, we, it was we like Red League. Really it, it was local. I think it was like Bournemouth. Yeah, it would have been, Reading. yeah. Yeah, so I think it might be a tour. But, um, yeah, like we we were definitely we were no, we know we were playing around Southampton too much because yeah. well, it starts to show like you play and then like people stop showing up because it's like yeah well, we saw you the other month it's like yeah and obviously your set hasn't changed and it obviously still costs money and obviously people want to come and support you and have fun but like on a Tuesday night you know it's it's hard yeah. to That's... it gets difficult as well because you find it sounds like I'm slagging people off and I'm slagging other bands off I'm really not because I I completely get their point of view on the whole thing um bands not bands sorry people who like us. Um, from Southampton, the chances are they like three other bands from Southampton, yeah. and they're probably mates with these people as well. Because we all seem, everyone, all bands hang out together. Like all bands will see each other at shows, and then they end up meeting each other. And they'll end up, they'll, um, they'll, you'll meet the band's friends, you'll meet friends of friends, and you'll, everyone kind of has this same circle of people who knows everyone. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to show up to my show, chances are they're going to show up to their other friend's show, and their other friend's show, and their other friend's show. And it works out as there's usually one or two shows on with all these bands every week. Mm. And I haven't got the time to go to a show every week. Like, not at all. Like, I've, I've got too much on. Like, there's a, there's always something that comes up. But, sorry, excuse me, I keep burping. Um, you know what I know, it's really rude of me. <laughs> um, but there's, like, because there's certain bands who I'm close with who I'll try and make it to, like, every show that I can that's local. Like, I mean, Deference are a good example. I'm close with Rob, so I'll, I will try my best to make it to every single one of his shows. But... I'm also flat our friends with like there's other bands like we we've played with Dissonance quite a few I'm close with those guys like they're all really nice guys I'll try and make it to as many shows of theirs as I can and there's I've got other friends um even people who are doing like Meg is doing solo my friend Meg's doing solo stuff 
And like she's she's only been going like quite recently solo stuff, but I made it to her last show, and I'll try to make it to her other shows. And it's like once these all start building up, all of my friends' bands are it's basically equivalently one or two shows a week. So like it's impossible for everyone to keep making these shows and, and money like it, without being obviously sometimes only five quid or so. Yeah, not too bad, but other times you know. But to be fair, it builds up five yeah. or six quid if it's even if it's like once a week for a month. So it's literally like that's, that's twenty quid, twenty four quid on. Um, just the show tickets. Chances are you're going to go, you're going to drive there or you're going to get there somehow by public transport and pay money for that. You're probably going to have a couple of drinks or something like that. It does actually work out as a lot of money literally just going to see your mates to do them a favour. Yeah. Like the chances are you're not so in love with their music that you actually need to see them every month. Well, no, exactly. The chances are you are doing them a favour by doing it. So you... We have to do it more and I do think other bands have to do it more. You just... You have to streamline your shows more. Like, if you play once... If you play your home city once in th- like sort of three to six months, you're going to have a much bigger crowd anyway. People are going to be like, oh, I haven't seen him in ages. Like, let's yeah. go out and see him. Even your mates who like rarely see you anymore, it's like, oh, I'll give you a good chance to catch up with him, even if they don't like your music. Yeah. And it, it just works out so much better. It's such a nicer feeling as well. Like, it's, it's, it's great when we go, like, obviously to other cities. And even if we played to 10, 20 people, it's like, oh, wow, that's 20 people from bournemouth or manchester or liverpool or london it's like there's 20 people who we've definitely never met they've never seen us before that's really cool usually we'll hear something after from one even if it's one or two of them it's all are you really good it's like yeah great that's really really good for us but if you played 20 people in southampton it it, no one will admit it but it does feel like a waste of time yeah it's like i'm basically playing to 20 people one of them is a pissed off um venue owner because we said we were going to bring the same amount of people and we haven't the other kind of friends who have probably seen you about 10, 20 times now and are probably getting a little bit sick of watching you. Um, and you, you might have a couple of stragglers who you know of, but you haven't met before. But the chances are they may have even seen you before or they know of you. It's like they're not going to be that interested. Mm. Like if, a, if I go to a gig and there's bands from Southampton, I'll always watch the bands from Southampton cause they're my, if they're my friends. Yeah. I will always watch them. And more often than not, I will enjoy watching them. If they're random, I don't think any of my friends' bands are bad. I'll, I'll enjoy watching them. But if there's a band I've never seen before, and then from they're from Manchester or something like that, I will make more of an effort to watch them because I'll be like, oh, they've probably not got that many fans at this stage down here, and they might be fucking brilliant. They might be absolutely amazing. Like, I, there's loads of local bands I've seen. I'm going to jump my mind now because I always forget. But there's loads of local bands that I've seen that I've never heard of before, and I've watched them, and I'm like, that was that was sick. That was so good. And then I end up like, if we um, we became friends with As Everything Unfolds basically from the same thing. Um, you, you toured with us, everything. Yeah, course, didn't you? yeah, we ended up. We did. They're talk quite good. Them. I listen to them as well. They are. Yeah, they're really they're good. Like, really, really good. Songs. We. I would have ended up listening to them because we did a couple of dates of them. But I'm friends with most of them now because we, we obviously we ended up doing the dates with them. I watched them. Like they were amazing. Like if, if I'd seen them anywhere else and we hadn't been touring with them, I would have had said the same thing. I'd been like, they were absolutely amazing. They were so good. Yeah. And now I'm putting them on next um, in two weeks' time. They're playing um twentieth of um, July yeah. that's going to be gone by the time anyone listens to this so well, yeah, obviously, yeah we're, but, we're um, releasing this around your EP release just so when we talk about more EP related things they don't get <laughs> it doesn't just spoil it but yeah I'm putting them on the 20th of July because I love them I, I just think they're so good mm. so it is it's always worth listening to the bands that you don't know rather than it's a, it's a catch 22 because you should listen to the bands you do know and you should support your friends you should always support your friends but you definitely want to listen to the bands that you've never heard of before because you will always wow well, you not necessarily at one show, but if you go to 10 shows, you will find a diamond in the rough every single time. Like you will find a diamond in the rough somewhere. There'll be a band. They'll be like, Oh, they're really good. And then you listen to their studio stuff. I'm like that's really good too. Mm. Even if like, even if 50 people listen to that band, 
you might still find their stuff is really good and that will mean the absolute world to them yeah the fact that you have listened to them and you message them say like i've listened, i genuinely i love all the songs like that will genuinely mean more to them than anything else does yeah yeah so it's way it's better in any way than supporting a big band because if you support a big band like it's all well and good like usually their stuff is like a higher quality because they've had a month in a studio with a very expensive recording artist doing it but the chances are you're going to listen to their music and they're never going to know who you are mm, yeah they're never going to know who you are and your name they're just like you're just another fan which is all well and good for them i'm sure they're all very grateful but if you listen to a smaller local band the chances are they will remember who you are like yeah. definitely so well, it's one of those things where like um for example do you remember the band woe is me i know you weren't a fan of them but yeah that's um tyler carter's band isn't it? yeah well they start with tyler carter's band and tyler carter and the sort of drummer has yeah big falling out apparently the drummer's an absolute dickhead and he was addicted to cocaine and all these sort of other things and tyler left the band they wrote a song about tyler and then almost every member of that band then left to join tyler for some reason but um <laughs> it's weird um i say almost every member of the band i i don't know but i highly doubt tyler carter's gonna listen to this podcast so gutted whatever um it, and you're gonna get a really funky message when this comes <laughs> just sort of like oh man i heard that god that would... i was i was gonna share this and everything it's like oh. that would destroy me if, <laughs> if someone like tyler carter said to me i really like this but you dissed me so oh, you didn't remember this about woe is me so i'm not sharing it now i'd be like what no please yeah, just, you can change my life just so he's forcing me to say this i'm not with him tyler carter if you do listen to this i'm in a band called placeholder and we could really do with being shared so <laughs> please do share it <laughs> I'm but, a huge Woe Is Me fan. <laughs> well, the thing is, what I was going to say is... Uh, I love issues. Oh, no, you don't. You didn't even... <laughs> he's not speaking for me. He's you didn't just... even like their good EP. Like their... Just because he's not going to share your podcast, stop dragging me down with you. <laughs> I, I love you. I really like you, Tyler Carter. <laughs> your approach to Tyler Carter absolutely kills me. I don't think you're going to do it on the podcast, but it does absolutely... I don't have an impression of you. I'm not that good, Tyler. It's just, I'm not that good. <laughs> Um, the reason I brought Woe Is Me is just because me and Bradley, um, we went and saw um, we went and saw Woe Is Me a couple of times because I actually really liked their album they released after they split, after issues became issues and stuff. And they had some, the lyrics were questionable. After they contained issues. Nice. Contain was the bad word. It wasn't right. No. you Can we rewind this and do it again? No, we can't because that was a Until the band, wasn't the word is for it. Until they had issues. Wow, had genius. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you're the you're the lyricist of a hardcore band. You should have more meaningful lyrics than that. I don't have any lyrics. Okay, well, I literally just used one of those um, what's the word things called? Thesaurus dictionary. It's the um, th- well, dictionary <laughs> brings meanings. Thesaurus brings synonyms. No, I literally just I, yeah, I know. I just turn to a random page on the dictionary, go like that word, and then I just flick through other pages, not that word, and that like, until what? it eventually makes a sentence. That explains a lot. You know, when you've got that song, which is about how photosynthesis makes you cry, I was pretty weirded out by that. But <laughs> that's the new song coming what, out. <laughs> what are those bots? What are those bots called that you um you give them something to read and then they learn from it and start creating their own? Oh yeah, I, I don't know what they're called, but I know what you mean. Like you give them like twenty hours of Joe Rogan, then they like write a script of yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I why well, I say I heard. I saw it online. Someone called Bring Me the Horizons new album. It's like it's like someone gave gave them um, like a scene kid bible and literally just gave them that to read and then just randomly generated the lyrics and I, I listened to mantra after that I was like yeah I kind of get that actually <laughs> just the whole like do you want to start a cob with me it's just like yeah I get it I think with um I will say just quickly my woe is me story only because if I don't there'll be someone who messages me saying you didn't finish that story and I know how annoying it is when I listen to podcasts and people don't finish stories all it's going to be me and Bradley really like woe is me we saw them live quite a few times we met them after the shows we met the drummer and spoke to him quite a lot the first and second time and then we were at Slam Dunk obviously Bradley I don't think went to Slam Dunk uh, the times we were there but they were playing at Slam Dunk and I wanted to go see them and the drummer walked past me and I didn't notice and he's like dude and I turned I was like 
oh shit and I obviously recognised him then and he's like oh how are you doing and I was like I'm doing great I'm actually going to go see you soon and he recognised me and then literally like, a few months later the fucking band broke up and I was like ah oh, I had a mate like actually legitimately he was because he was like a, an unknown drummer in a band that all the other members were much more famous than him and I was like I'm actually kind of he, he was like want to meet me after the show and chat with me and stuff and when, after we met him the first time and we said oh we're going to be seeing your other show here he's like oh sweet we'll hang out afterwards and stuff and we actually did we had a drink and had a chat and it was really really cool and then the band splits up and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, could have had a... My cross. one ticket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know if it's doing anything now. Well, I know issues are still going, but um, worries me themselves. I think the singer... No, has... I know worries me aren't going. I don't know, did the, I, did the drummer go to anything else or not? I have no idea, if I'm being completely honest. Just but... messaging. I find him and say, like, you're in a band. <laughs> Do you remember that time? Like, this was about probably three or four years ago now. So, and I don't even look the same. Like People who have seen pictures of me in the past, like people have to double take my passport photos and stuff now. And my Change your Facebook profile picture to an old picture of you message him and then change it so immediately says oh like you've changed <laughs> touche good shout um, I was going to ask who's that um, friend's band of yours placeholder they sound pretty cool <laughs> and that's the end of part one thanks as always for tuning in guys uh, part two of the chat will be out next week where the sort of discussion continues um, just for a little brief of what you can expect um, we discuss sort of self-promoting on social media and um, we talk about placeholders new three music videos a sort of a meaning around the narrative that's within said music videos and then talk a little bit about sort of the EP and what that means um, speak about some of the positive and negative feedback that Callum has received on you know social media YouTube that sort of thing and how he sort of deals with it um, we speak about Callum's d- dream collaboration um so that's right at the very end is the kind of the last thing we discuss is what sort of what artists would he absolutely dream you know love to have uh collaborate with on like a placeholder track or something like that so you know part one this was a bit more uh relaxed and a bit more here there and everywhere in, in a sense but the, the second part is a bit more focused on placeholders of band themselves um as well as you know, callum being in a band and what that kind of entails um you know i'd really recommend everyone goes on spotify um i think i forgot to say in the intro but the whole EP is out, Despise Me. I'll put a link in the description as well. The whole Despise Me um, EP is out. The three music videos are on YouTube. Um, if anyone likes the band Loathe, um, the frontman of Loathe and uh, unclean vocalist Kadeem France, he actually features in the latest placeholder single. Um, it's called Despise Me. Um, so, you know, same with the EP. Um, it can be found on Spotify and YouTube, that sort of thing. So I really recommend people check that out. Um, any fans of heavier music or can deal with music, having a bit of shouting in definitely check out placeholder and their ep gray that came out i think last year or so um that's a really really good one to check out as well so any fans of heavy music listen to that um coming up uh the subsequent weeks i've got a few things sort of in the pipeline recorded um but obviously next week's going to be part two of callum i'm pretty certain the week after that i'm going to release part one of my chat with shaldo the uh rapper from london um he is absolutely incredible i had a fantastic chat with him so he's got a new single out as well so that'll uh, all kind of link together very nicely but um i was just gonna say i had a really uh, going to my own personal thing and obviously the two weeks off um had a great time in mexico probably the best holiday i've ever been on um i swam with whale sharks in the open ocean and a fear of mine is swimming in the open ocean so swimming with whale sharks was terrifying in some ways but you know it was also absolutely incredible um i just kind of i don't want any of my fears to be in control of me enjoying life you know i had a fear of skydiving so i did that a while ago i don't want to swim in the open ocean so i did that did snorkeling around coral reefs and things obviously if anyone's ever seen a whale shark whale sharks are absolutely gigantic uh, i think they're over 10 meters 
to meters long i think that sort of thing like that their f- the f- tail fin almost hit well no it almost hit megan uh when we were swimming next to it um but it actually hit me gently on the, the foot just kind of i had to avoid we both had to actively avoid the tail it's about it's over a meter at all like as in the, the tail from um the tail fin from tip to tip it's over a meter so you can think of like the size of the fish if the tail fin's that big um it's really long cool fish we saw all the fish underneath it that were eating uh the scavenger sort of sucky cleaner fish things um so that was amazing we swam with turtles or swam near turtles and things went down like a natural lazy river um well the mayans cut through sort of brackish waters and mangroves and created this several mile long sort of uh lazy river is a pretty good way for it like a current goes through it from one end to the ocean essentially so the mayans used to use it to go on and then float down on their the rafts and things um which is much quicker than obviously just walking but they did it all by hand with pickaxes so it's it's quite mental to go down there obviously saw a lot of the ruins saw the ruins of chichen itza uh, which is from the mayan civilization it's very interesting hearing about some of the things that are around that it, it's a place that i if anyone goes to mexico i really recommend people check that out because people were living in the ruins of chichen itza i think only about 40 50 years ago which is mental to think about as well but on the genuine chit chat instagram uh there's several pictures on there and stuff as well i'll be uploading more i've got hundreds of photos on there i've only uploaded a very small amount of them i'm not gonna be uploading the hundreds to instagram uh but i'll be uploading a few more i think uh as time goes on but um yeah it was that was an incredible journey journey it wasn't a journey well, technically it was on the plane i'm tired it's the end it's sunday i'm rambling on as i always do um but it was good to have some time off and when i got back i'm so glad i didn't sort of commit to doing another episode because we got back on sunday at like uh we got home at like midday and i'd been awake at that point for like 30 hours so then trying to record or trying to edit a podcast and basically doing this would have been a nightmare so yeah um that's more or less it i think guys i'm kind of here there and everywhere at the moment i'm knackered and as i said i think earlier in either the outro or the intro i'm moving soon and i was go back from mexico last week and there's just a lot going on and i'm just tired but it's good generally life right life for me is good nothing for anyone to worry about but it's just tiring and stuff so i've got a lot of things to do and whatnot but yeah thanks as always for anyone who's been listening you know follow on all the social medias twitter instagram and facebook uh, leaving reviews on itunes really helps if you want to send me any comments or emails or mention anything on any social media you know i really appreciate any feedback or anyone just reaching out and saying they enjoy the show it's really nice to hear about that you know um yeah that's about it i think i'm done cool that made it sound so chory i can't believe it but oh well sorry guys i love each and every one of you listening uh, especially this far till the end uh, i really appreciate anyone sharing or doing anything on social media to do with genuine chit chat it really means a lot and um yeah i'm gonna go so i'll talk to all of you next week and i hope you guys have a great week